Hello, and welcome to the AI Spectrum Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Akane. In this series, we talk to experts all across Siemens about a wide range of AI topics and how they apply to different technologies. Today, I am joined by Russell Klein, Program Director at Siemens EDA and a member of the Catapult HLS team. Welcome, Russ. Thank you. So before we jump right into this, can you give us a little bit of background about yourself and the kind of work you do that supports artificial intelligence? So I've been with Mentor for about uh, for more than 20 years now, and most of my work has been on the boundary between the hardware and software worlds. Um, today, I'm working in the Catapult group on the high-level synthesis tool, and I'm focused on algorithm acceleration. Um, and that is when we look at algorithms that are running on embedded processors, sometimes those don't go fast enough or they're consuming too much power, and we can use high-level synthesis to move those into uh, dedicated hardware accelerators. They're going to run faster and run much more efficiently. How does that apply to like artificial intelligence work and running AI algorithms and stuff? Does that connect to that? Yeah. So what we're seeing out in our customer base is that uh, the, the AI models are really growing in terms of complexity, which means they're getting more layers, they're getting more channels within each layer, they're, they're fundamentally just getting a lot bigger. And as they get bigger, the inferencing that you need to do afterwards becomes more computationally complex. And what we're seeing is that the inferencing is simply too big a computational load to run on an embedded processor. Um, processors are, tend to be rather slow, rather inefficient, and unlike you know, 15 or 20 years ago where we got bigger, faster processors every few years, it's just not happening anymore. And so people need to bring some kind of hardware acceleration into the mix to be able to run those inferences uh, on embedded systems. And so again, HLS is a really good way, or excuse me, high-level synthesis is a really good way uh, to move those functions off the CPU into an accelerator. So would these accelerators be like GPUs as well? Can you be using those in place of a CPU? I know they're used a lot for like training. You know, you get thousands of these up in a server farm for training big models and stuff. But what about for these sort of applications that you're talking about? Yeah, so GPUs certainly are going to accelerate inferencing. And... Um, you can use them in embedded systems as well. So you can use them for doing inferencing on um, systems that are out at the edge. Um, but what you're going to find is that GPUs are really quite general. And they also drag along a lot of hardware that um, is used for processing graphics. And that's not necessarily a great thing when you're doing um, inferencing. So there also are neural processing units, or NPUs, and sometimes they're called TPUs, or tensor processing units. Um, and these are a lot like GPUs, so they're going to have a big array of uh, processing elements, and they're going to bring a lot of parallelism into the mix. Um, they're going to go a bit faster than GPUs, and they're going to be a bit more efficient because they, they drop some of the unnecessary hardware. Um, but when we want to get the absolute highest efficiency and the most performance out of our accelerator, we really don't want to have something that's generalized. We want something that's really tailored in to the specific inference that we're doing. Um, and that's where uh, high-level synthesis 
rather than creating a very general purpose accelerator that would work for lots of inferences, we can create one um, that's highly tailored to just this one type of inference. And that's going to give you the highest performance and the highest efficiency. It's, it's going to run um, you know, faster and at a lower energy level than either GPUs or TPUs. That sounds like it would be pretty valuable. So, and, and that's like the, what you're using HLS for. Can you tell me more about Catapult and what HLS is in this context? Sure. So uh, high-level synthesis fundamentally takes an algorithm that you describe in C or C++. Uh, some of our customers are using System C. Um, and it will take that algorithm and it will generate uh, what's called an RTL description of the hardware. Now, in a traditional design flow, the designer sits down and he's going to describe uh, every wire in the design and every register in the design and every single operator in the design. So all the adders, all the multipliers, everything. Um, he's going to explicitly call out every single one of those. And that tends to be you know, really te tedious and it also tends to be error prone. It's, it's a highly manual process. And so with high-level synthesis, rather than describing every register and every wire, we describe the algorithm that we want to get done. And then a compiler comes along and parses that description and figures out how many wires do we need, what registers do we need. And it can actually identify the opportunity to share things. Um, so in other words, we could have a register that holds three different variables at different times where a, a, you know, a, a human uh, writing the hardware would never notice that. The compiler can be uh, a lot more rigorous about that. Now, high-level synthesis also knows about the target technology that we're going to be aiming at. So uh, for, if we want this algorithm to be implemented on an FPGA, it will know all about the number of lookup tables that are there. It'll understand the characteristics of those lookup tables. It'll know how much memory is uh, spread throughout the FPGA fabric and so forth. If we're targeting an ASIC, it will know all of the gate-level primitives that are available in that ASIC. Um, it will know what clock frequency the designer is trying to run this at. And it can actually build the hardware very specifically for that technology target, which makes it very easy to ultimately deploy the hardware. Now, what high-level synthesis is creating is an RTL source file or a register transfer level hardware description uh, of that uh, hardware to be implemented. Um, and so high-level synthesis produces the same thing that the person would. It just does it uh, much faster and much more efficiently. So that, that RTL file can be used in all of the downstream tools in exactly the same way that a manually created RTL file would. So it preserves the investment in all the, the, the downstream uh, backend tools. That sounds pretty, um, well, kind of very valuable to be able to take that. I know like these microprocessor designs and whatnot are incredibly complex. So being able to describe it on the computer must be a, like a huge time saving. Or just having a, the computer figure it out for you, basically, for what you're going to need. Indeed. So, you know, one of the really big benefits of high-level synthesis is that you get to design a lot faster. Um, and when you're working in a market like AI, when you're working in a technology space like AI, what we're seeing is that the algorithms are changing very quickly. 
And if we've got a very short design cycle, it means that the design that we put together is going to be able to incorporate a lot of those uh, most recent changes to the algorithms. Whereas if you have a manual design process that's going to take months or years, um, you're going to have to lock in your algorithms and then deliver your silicon. You know, it easily could be 18 to 24 months after you've decided on exactly what you're going to build. So that shorter design cycle can be a really significant benefit uh, if you're working in a part of the industry where those algorithms are quickly changing. The other thing is that, uh, for example, if we look at networking chips, what you're going to find is that the guy who's working on a networking chip, um, he's got a little bit of gray hair and he's probably been building networking chips for the last 30 years. And he knows exactly what a really good architecture for the networking chip is, and he'll be able to say, for our next design, we should change this and this and this. Uh, in the AI space, finding somebody who's got more than five years of uh, building AI accelerator chips is extremely rare, right? It just hasn't been an industry for long. And therefore, you, the designers just don't know exactly what the ideal design is. They just don't have the experience base. So being able to try out a number of different architectures very quickly is something you can do with high-level synthesis that's really impractical with uh, traditional design cycle. The other thing that high-level synthesis brings to the party is it makes verification uh, of the design a lot easier. If we look at the total cost of building an SOC, you're going to find that verification is the biggest single cost in that development cycle. Um, with high-level synthesis, rather than verifying everything at the very low level, we can verify the algorithm at the beginning. And then as we migrate the design down to the RTL, we can prove equivalency at each stage. And this dramatically reduces the amount of manual verification that we need to do and the total compute time that we need to run those verifications. So we've got a really big savings there as well. And those are some things that are not obvious. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I've My background is in math and applied mathematics. So it's very it kind of almost intuitive to me to think that you would want to be, you'd find something easier to that you can say that A is equal to B and then I can prove that. A is correct or A is true all of the time, much easier than I can be. And that's kind of what you're doing. Yeah, and within Catapult, we've actually built in formal verification tools. Now, a lot of people are, are formal verification tools are a little bit scary because they have a, a reputation of needing a lot of expertise. Um, well, we've built it into the high-level synthesis tool in a way that you don't have to bring all that expertise to it. Um, but we can do a lot of formal verification between the original C algorithm and the resulting RTL so that the verification space that we need to exercise with dynamic verification is going to be much, much smaller. So we can bring in those formal techniques um, without requiring the user have a lot of expertise. That all sounds pretty incredible, actually. So we've talked a bit about now how Catapult and HLS are really helpful in designing these accelerators for AI chips, for AI algorithms and stuff. But where would you be seeing this, where these chips implemented? Like, um, where is this approach really being used today? One of the areas is in uh, the IoT space where 
uh, we've got limited uh, power and we've got limited um, budget costs that we can build the systems out of, um, especially if we've got battery power devices. This is where, you know, bringing in something like a GPU, which burns a lot of power, uh, just isn't practical. You need to be more efficient. So um, the IoT space, especially battery powered, um, we're seeing a lot of activity there. Um, interestingly, there's a certain set of systems where privacy and security concerns uh, are paramount, and we're seeing some activity there as well, because the alternative to doing the inferencing down on the edge system um, is just to send the data up to a data center, you know, an AWS cloud or an Azure cloud, do the inferencing there, bring the results back. If you don't have hard real-time requirements and your, your latency can be uh, fairly high, that works out pretty well. But if you've got data that you really just don't want going on uh, the public internet, um, you might want to be doing that inferencing down on the embedded system. Um, in the automotive space, as we look to um, you know, self-driving cars and things like that, the reaction times that are necessary between the sensors and the actuators, so between our cameras that we've got out in front of us, the inference needs to make a decision, and then we need to impact the steering or the brake or the accelerator. Um, the time limits we've got there are measured in millisecond, and there you're not, you, you really are going to have to have the highest level of performance. And this is where you want a highly customized uh, accelerator. Uh, using something off the shelf really isn't going to be practical. And we're also seeing where people want to differentiate from competing solutions. So, for example, uh, if you're in a marketplace where all your competitors have grabbed, uh, say, uh, a Jetson Nano uh, AI accelerator, um, if you're doing using the same process or using the same off-the-shelf AI accelerator, you're going to have roughly the same price point, roughly the same performance, and roughly the same costs as all your competitors. If you want to differentiate, you can you can use high-level synthesis to build something specific to your industry, to your customers, to your application, and that can give you an edge in a competitive marketplace. I see. So it sounds like Catapult and HLS are really a good way to kind of zone in and fine tune exactly what you need for a very specific application. You know, a great tool for the highly specific AI algorithms we see today. But unfortunately with that, that is all the time we have for this episode. Once again, I've been your host, Spencer Akane, and this has been the AI Spectrum Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,